What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to The Plug Podcast with your host, Kiera Lux. On this podcast, you will hear everything from music, culture, entertainment, TV shows, movies. Whatever goes on in Kiera's brain will be discussed right here. And of course, she's not selfish. She'll always have interviews with people she loves, people she admires, athletes, entertainers, her friends, creatives, entrepreneurs, and anyone else who deems their conversation worthy. As always, you guys, please follow me at Q-U-I-E-R-R-A underscore L-U-C-K and give me your feedback. And without further interruption, here is the plug. I think I avoided this topic for as long as I freaking could. I have to be to work in about 20 minutes, but I decided that there is just way too much on my mind and my heart for me to not talk about this. So you guys get ready because this is going to be probably the first and the last time I ever like fully discuss what I think relationships are. So yeah. Here we go. So, I'm trying to figure out where to start. I had not written anything down. There are no notes. There are no bullet points. This is all coming from the heart and the brain right now and um, I've avoided this topic for as long as I could because I always felt like my platform was never for this purpose like no one really cares about my relationship status no one cares my thought about it no one cares about anything that I think about outside of sports so it's refreshing yet a little nerve-wracking to be talking about this because other than like a few memes that I post and like little silly crap on Twitter or on Instagram or even Facebook I have yet to go fully in depth on how I feel about them and what I expect of them so um, I'm definitely shedding a layer for you guys relationships in my mind should be something beautiful, sacrificial, um, vulnerable, exciting, and helpless. I think if I could ever describe love, it would be those terms. And I don't think a lot of people see love that way. When I tell you I love you, and this is even to friends of mine, I'm willing to sacrifice anything I have for the betterment of you. You know, I ain't trying to go out here and jump off no cliff, but I'm willing to give you my last and everything off my back because I love you. You know, it's funny that people think love hurts. And it does. You know, it it absolutely does. 
But when I think of love hurting, I don't think of the abuse that associates with hurt. And I think that's where people get love wrong. Um, Love is going to hurt. Love is going to make you cry. Love is going to make you feel like there's nothing in this world you can do. You're essentially hopeless sometimes in love. But I don't think when people associate hurt with love, it's it's not abuse. It's not mental abuse. It's not physical abuse. It's not emotionally being abused. Stop confusing love hurt with cheating. That's not love. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. That's not love. And it's sad that anyone even has to say that. You know, a lot of times people think that you have to go through hell with somebody to really get to love. And you shouldn't have to. Why is that the norm for love to go through pain, to go through cheating, to go through lying, to go through abuse? Why is that okay? Why do I have to sit through years of you essentially doing whatever you want and me being a sitting duck and just waiting for you to come back because I know you love me. You're just doing this because you need to get it out your system before you can fully commit to me. That's stupid. And for... (laughs) And the sad part is is that there are people who actually believe that's okay. And when you're looking at all these TV people and you're looking at stars or whomever and you know a lot of men say well you know for example Jay cheated on B or whatever the case may be that's all fine and dandy and there are some women who will allow that and who will allow men to go through their quote-unquote phase to get to the idea of who they are but that's not Kiara for a long time it was me I've had some horrible relationships And I think that those relationships have made me very unsympathetic to a crying man. And when I say a crying man, I mean a man who can't hold his own and be responsible in a relationship. Um... I get asked a lot why I'm not in a relationship. You know, even some of my female friends who are married and, you know, different guys that I come across. And I don't know why. Actually, I do. I'm totally lying to you. Um, I think the reason that I'm single is because part of me believes that I am in a just a season of just vulnerability. I'm in a season of just rawness right now. I have so many layers that are being pulled back from me that it's just ridiculous. And it's also scary because it's definitely forcing me to face myself. And I'm discovering what makes me happy. I'm discovering what makes me sad. I'm discovering what what makes me emotional. 
and I'm discovering how to do what I have to do for the survival of myself. And I think all of this plays in part to me being the woman that a child can look up to. Like whenever I think of myself, whenever I think of my future self, I tell myself this is the season that my daughter will hear about, that my son will hear about. This is a season that is going to mold me into a better wife, a more patient wife, a more forgiving wife. Because there have been times in my relationships where I've been totally gung-ho on my ideals and my opinions and I wasn't open to anything else. But being where I am now is definitely allowing me to shut up. And also, I think that I have yet, I'm lying to you, I have, but I'll tell you that a little later. But it's hard to come across a guy that fully supports you wholeheartedly and really believes in your dreams. And I don't know why that is. But I have yet to see a guy really champion for me. I have, but again, we'll get to that later. But like really champion for me, really be like that that push that I need sometimes. And I don't need it to come in the form of I'm only doing this because I want to be with you. I wish that a guy would do that to be genuinely interested in me being who I know I can be. And I had an ex who wasn't that for me. And that was one of our arguments. I felt like he didn't share any of my content. He wasn't a part of my brainstorming. Like he just wasn't a champion for me like I was for him. And that's another thing in relationships, wanting something more from someone else than they even want for themselves. I'm the biggest person when it comes to following your dreams, whether that's going back to school or whether that's being the best doggone sales executive on your floor, whatever the case is, I'm the biggest person that will push you and help you achieve whatever your heart desire is. And I feel like that should be given back to me. And I had an ex that I did that for, and I just never felt that I got that back for him. So I broke up with him. I mean, a lot of people ask, or close friends of mine ask what happened because he was so great, he was a then a third, and I was like, yeah, but he just wasn't, he wasn't for Kiera. You know, there were a lot of times that I was frustrated because I didn't feel like I had his support, and that means a lot to me. Why would I be with someone who doesn't support me? So that was that. Anywho, um, I um, I have no idea where I was, but I'm going to go into another point. So hopefully that coincides with where I was. But um, I do feel like relationships are something that needs to be cherished and really 
raw experience for two people. Because ideally, you're going to never stop changing. And that's what I want in a relationship. I want to learn something new about you every single day that I see you. Every day, there's just something new about you. And that should excite the both of us that every day you're new. And I know that scares a lot of people because people are scared of change. But I know for me, as a Sagittarius, and I am proud to be one, I look for change. I look for new. I look for adventures. I want you to be my biggest adventure. When we're 103 years old on rocking chairs on our front porch drinking lemonade and watching our great-grandchildren run in the yard, I want to look at you and be like, you know what? I learned something new about you today. Even at 103, you're brand new. I think I'm single in addition to all of those points that... There's a lack of people who don't want to go to church. God is really, 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 really big in my life and in my family's life. And I need someone who prays. I need someone who goes to church. I need someone who understands the word. I need someone who will sit down and and read the word with me and grow with me in Christ. A lot of men don't do that. If you go to church, there are so many more women than there are men that it's almost scary at this point. It's ridiculous. Um, I think I'm single because I'm hard on myself. And I think that there's so much for me to work on because I look at certain situations that I encounter with different people and I think that I could be better at doing this and I see that I was wrong and I'll feel bad and I'll apologize but I'll see certain instances that'll remind me that maybe I'm not ready for a commitment I think I am like there's a little piece of me that thinks I am but then I see little spots where I could definitely be a better person and it'll make me want to mature for the right one Um, I also think I'm single because I just haven't met someone who is a complete dreamer and sweeps me off my feet and allows me to be me. I believe in so much. Like, I'm just this hopeful person who thinks that eventually this world is going to get better and this and people are going to get better and you know the more you educate that the more people will grow to love but you know whatever i'm that person i believe in the big white house with the picket fence with four kids and a dog named rocket with the minivan that says i'm a soccer mom i'm a basketball mom i believe in all of that And there aren't too many people who do, unfortunately. I think we're so caught up in this game that we have to put on this facade or this agent whenever we meet people. And that kind of puts up this big barrier to who we are. 
And I hate that. Like, why can't I just like you? If I like you after two hours, then I just like you after two hours. If I like you after two years, then I like you after two years. I hate that there's these rules to being with someone, to liking someone, to loving someone. There shouldn't be rules. There shouldn't be people who look down on you because you fell in love a lot quicker than they did or you're married within six, eight months of meeting them. Like, love is love. And it baffles me that people just don't believe in real, authentic, raw love. Sometimes love just hits you. And I don't think people realize how big it is because throughout the Bible, that's all God talks about. It's just like love, 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 love. The greatest of anything in this world is love. How can you think that love is so minuscule to the point that it just can't hit you in the face and just make you want to love somebody for the rest of your life? Love is so powerful. Love can change the world. So why why minimize it to something so small and, and so unreal? I think that's where people have it screwed up. There's no rules to relationships. There's no rules to liking people. If you want to be with somebody, be with somebody. Don't let your friends or your family dictate what's right for you. If it's genuine and sacrificial and raw and hopeless and romantic, then do it. And when I say hopeless, I'm sure that confuses a lot of people. When I say hopeless, love, I mean like there's just nothing else. It's just that. Hopeless. <laughs> it's just that. It's just love. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. That's how I think of hopeless love. Not like awful hopeless but like hopelessly in love that's what I think and I hope that answers a lot of questions about relationships that I have that was very um what's what I'm looking for quick but it's a general idea of of my thoughts and how I view love and how I view relationships and all that fun stuff but um I am dating. I'm dating with a purpose. And I have come across a few guys, actually one in particular, who I was just like googly-eyed about, but turned out to be, yeah, that. Turned out to be something that, you know, oh, this isn't my intent type of thing. So, yeah. That's where I am. I'm open to love whenever it finds me. And um, I would never deny love wherever I am in life. Because I, I really do think that true love will stop you right in his tracks. Right in your tracks, excuse me. And make you come correct. So. Those are my thoughts on love and relationships.
So the Black History Moment of the Week is going to prominent architect out of Philadelphia, Julian Francis Abel. I saw on Twitter today that um, Duke was named one of the most beautiful campuses in the South. I believe it was top five. If it was not number one. Um, and I thought, duh, because half of the university was designed by a black man. Julian designed Duke's West Campus and Duke's Chapel, which is probably one of the most beautiful buildings in Durham, North Carolina. He also did the original artwork and I believe the original architecture for Cameron Indoor Stadium. I just want to shout him out because it's not widely known. I believe it was a while before people found out that a black man actually did that. So um, shout out to Julian Francis Abel for creating one of the most beautiful campuses in the South. The song of the week or the artist of the week goes to A. Marie. I have been playing her all day long. And um, this is probably out of Will Smith's Summertime, probably the second song I play every summer. And it's Why Don't We Fall in Love. <laughs> 